don't worry about the number of this episode. We'll just date it. Um, wrestlers with experience, Mark Morell, Dietrich Davis here. Um, we're going to get right into it. I'm just going to play some intro music real fast. All right. Um, it's a little bit serious. And I think it's a, it's it's it seems like people are ringing the war bells. So I think this song is appropriate. Mm-hmm. You niggas want war, trust me, you don't want war, homeboy, you don't know how serious it could be. Man, the feeling starts, a million man march, no games, I'm a soldier, serious it could be. When we pull up like, hey, y'all, uh, hey, y'all, uh, hey, y'all, uh, ho. Yeah, we run up like, hey, y'all, uh, hey, y'all, uh, hey, y'all, uh, ho. Man. Y'all done gone and did it. Well, come on with it. The fifth got a kick but won't slip. I rubber gripped it. Wrap you in them sheets on Christmas. I'm double gifted. Double barrel shoddy. You double joint when you flipping. Ask about your boy. They'll tell you I'm not the fella. Tomato sauce whoever trying to shred up my mozzarella. I guess it's in my jeans. No prints if I got the poke out. Man, let these niggas reach. I'm obviously with the blowout. Sometimes you guys show out just to show them what you're about. Give them the green light. Well, fuck away even go now. Got shooters on the scanner. You never know what we spoke about. Pitch Tony Montana, where hammers running in Soul's house. Ghost town, bullets in the beach chair. Lines drawn, break the sand like bad news. Sit him down. Nah, nigga, take a stand. Dirty crackheads run up on you. What you were saying, man? Lights out, won't even take a band. <laughs> you niggas want war, trust me, you don't want war. Homeboy, you don't know how serious it could be. Man, I feel That track is serious, featuring Joe Ortiz, Joe Button, Rage Against the Machine, his last and final studio album. Mm-hmm. Um. Had to use that track. Had to. Because it seems like niggas want war for the digital land front, television land front, pay-per-view land front. It see, let me bring this table right. a little bit more towards you. Let me know if that's good enough. Yeah, that's good right there. Um, seem like war is the call. The war drums are out. People out here smashing chairs that didn't break down too well. <laughs> or people Bad. breaking tables that what table? I don't know. I just felt like oh, something. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll be on a theme and Mark will throw a haymaker. Like, what table? I'm war. thinking that I'm looking for. War. War. It's, it's war. It's war. You know, Listen. this war, and, and if they're front, like they don't want war, there's one thing I want to address really fast. Um, we're, we're covering the AEW pay-per-view, Double or Nothing. This is our intentionally late purpose uh-huh. review. I think I, I think I like them late because it gives me a time to watch the pay per view several right. times. Mm-hmm. Go make sure was I just hating on something? Though I do not like something. Um, just a little bit of news uh, for the boost in our numbers for people who listen to the Sasha Banks episode because I said something disrespectful to her husband. Thank you very much. Um, no matter what I do, I know how to create attention on it. Right. You know that's just what I do. Um, me and you were talking about it. You had we were talking about Sasha Banks. Um, obviously, she's making all her cues how she loves AEW, right? Without saying AEW, mm-hmm. with I love I heart wrestling, I love wrestling, and this, that, yeah, and the other, right, right, right. And awesome Kong is amazing. And before we started, you said to each their own. Do you think Sasha Banks is a star? Honestly, your honest to God, truth opinion. Because to me, I think it's over with. She's reached. She got. She was force fed to the people. She plateaued. Yeah, and sometimes that's just it. And maybe her best match, as JD from New York once said, as I said before that, as could you made me it's, go look at JD's from New York. It's, it's uh, takeover, takeover, takeover in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that was it, bitch. 
maybe maybe that was maybe maybe you have reached a height and I, and it seems like a lot of the wrestlers are going to believe or a lot of fans of the sport or of the sports entertainment um, content called professional wrestling believe that AEW is going to save a lot of people and that's not going to be the truth. Nah. AEW is not going to save every wrestler. AEW AEW is going to save some careers. Mm-hmm. Is going to rebranch some wrestlers that ha- had bad juju no matter where they went at in the world. Right. There's some guys who might not have done well in Japan that will come to AEW and do well. There's some mm-hmm. guys who might not do well in the United Kingdom and may come there and do well. I believe there is a wrestling fed for every type of wrestler. Right. Some people will soar in WWE no matter what you put in front of them, and some people will not. Mm-hmm. Which we'll talk about in our next episode. Right. On the Dean Ambrose review. Right. But um, but, uh, I just wouldn't thank the people for trying to hate on me, trying to report my Twitter account. Look, I've been blocked by Hulk Hogan. I've been blocked by uh about ten other wrestlers. Sasha Banks and her husband possibly added me to their list. It just means I got another championship. If you're if a nobody, if you consider me a nobody, and I could get under your skin, and you're supposed to be this multi-million dollar white man champion, Hulk Hogan, and you block me, I think I did my job. If if a few people block me yeah. because they couldn't handle what I was saying, right? I did my job. Bailey's husband, I mean not Bailey's, uh, Sasha Banks' husband. Went back and forth with me for a little bit. Right. I just, I just find it funny. Some niggas, this is pathetic. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he said that we, um I want to go to the exact response to us. Okay. The, the, hold on. I want to go to that tweet. Oh, this is what he says back to me. And AKA Mr. Castle, that's her husband's real name. I am uh, Micah Z whatever you call himself. Sure, in response to us, I wrote, and I did it on purpose, Sasha Banks released, a, a, her husband releases a picture saying, you're damn right, that's my wife. Uh, kiss emoji, at Sasha Banks WWE. Mark, I'm not gonna judge no one, I just thought it was a rough looking picture. I thought, you know, she, <coughs> I thought it was a rough looking picture, you don't have to say anything on it. And then I go, well, in that picture, she looks like a transgender post-op with a bad jaw reconstruction that could have that realize that they could not. They they couldn't. They hold on, my brain is shutting down. I've been up for hours. Well, in that picture, she looks like a transgender post post-op with a bad jaw reconstruction that realized they could not live as the man they thought they were after they cut their dick off and now wants it back, just like her career. Drops Mike. Listen to wrestlers with experience. He then goes, I'm sure you two don't know a damn thing about anything that's going on in the business, basically, and I'm sure you have some enlightening facts. I didn't respond. The people I'm getting the facts from are from your company. That's a fact. Therefore, the facts are very correct. I would be mad if I had to walk that door, clean up her shit, mop up her piss, and, and, and mop up her piss. Be a good be a good owner and take your dog in the house. And then everybody starts giving me middle finger emojis, reported emojis, this, that, and the other, tagging all the people I know who got blue check marks. Mind you, I denied that blue check mark. So in case I get a lawsuit, I can deny that I said it because I'm not confirmed. 
Wow. Because once you confirm with the blue check mark, you are legally liable. And once you have over $150,000 followers, you are considered a public figure by law. So to avoid the lawsuit, I don't want no blue check. Right. Um, it is It is what it is. I could care less. It's just I found it funny. Some people said, sorry about your dick, you sad fuck. Eat shit, fix this, fix that. I don't I don't care. Wow. <laughs> I don't care. I said what I felt. We're living in a generation where you're being hung for your freedom of speech. We some New York niggas. I, I'm we, not call, gonna, we call we call what we see. I'm not even gonna, we call what we see. On, whether mm-hmm. if it's good, bad, or indifferent, we call what we see. It is what it is. It's an opinion. Y'all folks got problems with the opinion? Oh, no. That was a fact for me. Um, well, okay. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> but I'm going to say- For, for, the, for those that responded. For those that are those that did respond, that's y'all opinion. Go fuck yourselves. Fan Fanboys, circle jerkers, whatever the fuck you call yourselves. Yeah. As the person who wrote the tweet myself, I'm not even going to claim it as a New Yorker. That's just Dietrich Davis. And if I see something, I'm going to call it. Now, if you don't like it, that has nothing to do with me. Um, I also responded that when someone tried to say I was transphobic, I said, no, I'm not transphobic. I have every right. To, uh, I'm never going to let anyone take away my freedom of speech. And this is going to lead into Jim Cornette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm right. never going to let no one take away my freedom of speech. And I'm far from transphobic. I have transgender friends. Um, I have a lot of gay friends. I come from entertainment. There's nothing but gay people in entertainment. Thank you. Um, I come from the heart of it. Makeup artists, hairdressers, all of that, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to bled because you identify what I'm saying as transphobic does not mean what I'm saying is transphobic. Just recently, people are attacking Jim Cornette off of mm-hmm. what he said about Sonny Kiss. Right. Calling him a drag queen from, what did he say? Called him a drag queen from down the block from the Riviera Hotel. And... He also used the word exotico, which is the term for um, androgynous wrestlers in Lucha Libre, right. which is a big staple in Lucha Libre. For those of you uneducated motherfuckers that don't know, look the shit up. How do you spell exotico? Um, I got that for you. It's E-X-I-T-C-O-S, exoticos. I might have spelled it wrong. You said E X E, like exotica, like exotic. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, exotical. That's how they said. So, he said what he said, um, and people are up in arms about it. Again, he didn't say nothing transphobic. He didn't no. say nothing gender bending or. <sighs> I don't know. What's funny about it is, is that. <clears throat> The least person, the least person that you will want to go at should never be the person that really don't care about what you do. Cornette is a personality in sports entertainment, professional wrestling. He's a manager. He's a heel. He runs his mouth. He shoots. He does what he does. He was talking about appearances, looks on what certain talent in the ring were doing. 
and what he felt wasn't right in his opinion. He gave his opinion. Well, let's we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. What I'm saying is he's just giving. He, well, I'm gonna say it's a fact because he said it as if he said it. Jim Cornette doesn't speak just on opinion. He said what he saw, and mm-hmm. if he saw that he looks like a transgender coming out of a fucking hotel, then he looks like a transgender looking coming out of a hotel. Sonny Kess is a gay male mm-hmm. who uh, who sees himself maybe as on more on the feminine side of his homosexuality. Right. You know, he's not obviously a power diking bear or whatever they call him. He sees himself more on the feminine side. He's been dressing the same since he's been at a place called Ace Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to agree with Jim Cornette. He looks like a fucking, he looks like a fucking, like he came out of a hotel. Yeah. You know, I know, I know you, I mean, and you can stay as far away from it. I'm going to jump on the fact that he looks like he comes out of a fucking hotel he does look like he 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 is bending the lines of gender identity when he comes out to that ring, and he looks like a transgender woman or a drag queen without the wig. Putting the same lines. I like, mean, how do you feel about what Jim Cornette said? Without identifying, without bringing in one, wrestling, the just sh- just the way he looks, Sunny Kiss looks. Because I have nothing wrong with Sunny Kiss look, Me but neither. he does look like a drag queen without the wig. I just thought what Jim said was funny mm-hmm. because I know. What Jim Cornette says, he does not say with malice. And if he does, that's his right. Exactly. That's his freedom of right to say what he has to say with ma- you know, with malice. And if that's just who he is as a human being. You know, I've been accused of shit like that too. You know, and I too got friends in the in 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 life that are gay, lesbian. I got a cousin that's gay. Mm-hmm. One of my dearest best co-workers at my old job is gay. Mm-hmm. I mean, People live their lives like they want to. That's great. Whether Even, it was considered wrong or considered right. right. They've that, been doing this since the beginning of that's time. That's their path. And it's cool with that. And I'm all right with that. So that's their thing. At the end of the day, in this sensitive day and time, I took it as this is just Jim being Jim. Right. Um, and it's unfortunate that – and Jim Cornette – most likely probably went off. I refused to listen to any AEW reviews because I didn't want my opinion swayed on this because I didn't want not one person thinking. I didn't want my decisions changed on it or how I felt on it. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, let's get started. The Work. pay-per-view had, it was four hours long. Mm-hmm. It was 50 bucks. I didn't get a chance to watch it to the morning. I caught replays of it online. You paid the 50 bucks to see it. Yeah, I paid the 50 to bucks it. to see it. I did. Let me ask you the first question. Was it worth $50? And I don't want you to pull no punch. Who gives a fuck if they like us, don't like us, this, that, and the other. Do you feel it was worth that $50 plus tax on your optimum cable bill? I thought it was. All right. So would you give them $50 a month? Do you feel you, – you felt because I did hear you when we talked about it. There was a lot of things you was not happy about it. And, I, and I'm confused if you're happy it was worth 50 bucks, but then you're not happy with a lot of things because 50 bucks means you loved it from top to bottom. There were some things that could have been better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, I mean, fuck it. I mean, I want to see the show. I want to see what it was about. Right. So that I can be able to sit back and say, yeah, like, I saw the show. This is what I thought about the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, rather than streaming it like many people probably would do, I said, fuck it. Let me just spend the money and see it. A lot of people was upset that they didn't get a replay Yeah. at all for 50 bucks. A lot of people was... um. Some rewind features wasn't available on the streaming app. Mm-hmm. People was upset about on the on the Bleacher app. Right. Um, 
a lot of people felt ripped off by this price tag. Okay. Because Vince is giving you for ten bucks. Ten you bucks, get, you can get everything. Damn near, you get WrestleMania for ten bucks now. Mm-hmm. Um, Pay per view is a dead market. A hundred by a hundred thousand buys is not good from a day where we came from a million buys. UFC is even pulling away possibly from the pay per view and going into streaming. Well, they've already been in streaming. Okay. They have the UFC app, and you pay like a hundred bucks for the year, and I mm-hmm. think it comes with their pay per view. They're a little bit cheaper than Vince, if I'm correct. Probably. How much is Vince a month? Vince is nine ninety nine, and then pretty soon he's going to be putting tiers, tier services on this. Yeah, well, they, I think they confirm it's officially going up to like fourteen and change. Yeah, because they're, they're going to be doing tier services. They're going to be adding other things onto the network that you can specifically pay for and watch. All of the streaming services is doing that. Yeah, it's it's a formula. The only even Netflix, you know, you can still yeah. order DVDs or Blu-rays. So the fact of the matter is, um, a lot of people. And the consensus was extremely high that this was just too much. And even Cody acknowledged it in the post show saying to ask people to part with 50 bucks is a lot. So I'm not going to say he didn't disagree with it, but he did acknowledge right. that maybe so, they jumped out this window with the price tag. So this is a logistics, a logistic issue that as you know, that they got to handle. I think the they, mis- company yeah, I to, think they misjudged what the price of what their product would be. Right. Um, I don't mm-hmm. feel no pay-per-view is worth in this day and age, in the heart of streaming, not and, even, in the, and not even boxing, you you're gonna pay this amount of money. The, the last box, yeah, yeah, because the last boxing match was fifty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. But the, then again, if you had Showtime, I think it was free. Like the Wilder match, I think they even just putting them on Showtime at this point. Yeah. So we're getting to the point where the big pay per view thing is pretty. Let me give you some more space over there. That's all right. I'm just oh. you know setting myself. The big pay per view space is pretty much. Um, it's not dead just yet, but it's a, it's a, um, I'm not going to say archaic because that's the wrong difference. It's an analog process. Mm-hmm. So now, and we know, are in gotta, a digital world. Yeah. So it's about changing with the times. Yeah. So that's pretty much that. I mean, o- overall, I mean, there was some confusion with certain things with the show, but mm. once I got, once watching the whole event, I'm like, okay, cool. Right. I'm not going to let a couple of mistakes like deter me from watching the show. Yeah, um, and for me, a couple of mistakes is every. I, I think I'm gonna tell you this. I only deserve, I only liked twenty percent of the show, and I got a lot of reasons for that. I'm not gonna get into all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the? Fr- I don't have the card in front. You got the card in front of you? Well, yeah, I got it right here. So we got the first um contest, which was the uh, casino battle royal. Now this shouldn't have been on the show. This was a piss poor way of crowning the man who's going to become the first of a set of number one contenders, of mm-hmm. two number one contenders. Right. Um, obviously, we wasn't going to get Hangman Page versus... Pac. Pac. Right, I was about to say his other name. Mm-hmm. Hangman Page versus Pac for whatever reason, for whatever political reasons and business reasons, Pac has bowed out. Great. Right. He wasn't missed from the show. Believe it or not. You right. didn't even think about Pac the whole time no, while I mean, the show was, was going on. It was what on. it was, but people wonder what Adam Page was going to do. Right. Um, but Let's, without, without getting into the whole thing from top to bottom, um, I'll break down a rule set. Each group of wrestlers came out under a suit. So if you guys know about cards, there's only but like four suits in a card, right. in, a, in, a, in a deck of cards. So out of that four suit, five wrestlers came out in that um, particular suit. Now, when they did that, this confused me because because the bad guys. I'm not going to use the wrestling terms because we do have casual mm-hmm. listeners. So I'm going to use it in terms. The bad guys 
came out with the good guys, and the good guys came out with the bad guys. Right. And in the first set, you got this Michael Tozawa guy, and the only reason reason why anyone would know who that he was he was was because he's Asian, and he comes out with an Asian last name, mm-hmm. and obviously you can identify one, but there was no breakdown of who each one of these guys was. Right. It was just, they came out in these sets of five. I think it was mm-hmm. 20 men in total, right? 20 men in total, right. They come out in these sets of five, heart, spade, clubs, uh, clubs Don, whatever. Jacks, you know. Whatever it is, they come out and it was very confusing. Not confusing, it was just, it's upsetting because someone in TNT is tight. And someone's daddy may not show it publicly, but they're tight. That's a $200 million product. And mm-hmm. this is how you start off spending my $200 million. This is how you start off proving to the network. Now, the network has already inked the deal they're going to push through. Right. But if I spent $200 million, I said, my kid came to me and said, all right, you want to do a wrestling show? I'm all for it. Quarterbacking you. Whatever you need, we're going to get lawyers, doctors, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And we're not even introducing the talent properly. We already have a major issue. You get one time of a first impression. Mm-hmm. All in was not an AEW show. No, it that's was a, not. that's the that's a that's the biggest independent show on the market mm-hmm. at the time. Right. This is an AEW branded two hundred, let's say five hundred million in estimated in production that is going to be in total show. This is a half a billion dollars. Right. You've already fucked up in displaying us who these wrestlers are, where they come from, their histories, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of the names that were in this tournament, I mean, well, this battle world, I'm, I'm always saying tournament. Yeah, yeah, it's a battle right, royal. Some of, the, some of the main names in the battle world that I remember was um, Ace Romero, Billy Gunn, Tommy Dreamer, Orange um, something. The, right. You know, he but was you're a guy saying that-, that as a wrestling fan, a wrestling supporter, and also a person who considers himself a smart mark in the business, right? So not in a bad way, a smart mark. Right. Who and and is aware of wrestling. What happens if you're trusting the TNT network to say, we're bringing wrestling back, and you're an old school fan who goes, well, well I used to be casual. Let me spend the 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, I have the Bleacher Report. I got a $50 credit. Let me see what this is about. You are being told as if, they were doing this since it was the 1960s with right, these group of guys, not. but it's not. So that's that's a bad way to launch something. That's Vince made the same mistake once. It was called the XFL, mm-hmm. and it cost him a couple of hundred million. I think what has to happen is is that you got to do something, especially on. I guess maybe they weren't thinking that on a pay per view format. You really don't have to do something like this to introduce people inside of a battle royal because battle royals are. Where they need to be in in its placement, right? But still, getting to know the talent because not everyone is going to get online and research who these wrestlers are. Right. Not everyone is going to take the time to do the. Um, this was the pre-show. This right? was this. this was all pre-show. So you know what they should have done, in my personal opinion. If I'm sitting there with Cody, like Cody, um, you're catering to a hardcore audience, and you just got a casual paycheck, and you got a casual audience network. We should take the pre-show and do a breakdown of each wrestler and where they've been, where mm-hmm. they come from, yep. home, state, 
town championships they have held. It's time to, in order to, if you're going to do something different, let's acknowledge the world that they have come from and these all over the world of right. wrestling. So vignettes. Not vignettes. Per, I, well, many, many vignettes and breakdowns, I think probably would have been better. Just like, this, just like the UFC world. does. A picture of the person, height, weight, Championships Start counting their win-loss records Put them in there Mm -hmm. Get them all in there properly You had time to do this And now we know So when this battle royal starts We know Mm -hmm. Or If the battle royal was happening Put their Like the UFC puts their card on the screen Put put, that If that person got eliminated Put their card on the screen So they can break down Who that person was Exactly Um, Um What's his name told me in person one time, uh, my good friend Cactus used to work for the director, Jesus Christ, what's his name, uh, uh, Sweet Black, he had that one of the first black exploitation. Melvin Van Peebles. Told to me, if you want to tell someone something and you don't have enough time to verbally say it, put the words on the screen. And during this match, they could have focused and did a breakdown, a character breakdown. You could have used that rumble to break down people. You could have mm-hmm. said Billy Gunn, former, you know, whatever, former blah, blah, blah. Ring, Hall of Famer, WWE. tag team champion. Yeah, you could have did the Sonic, whole rundown. Tommy and Dreamer, that, ECW legend, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right, I got you. That would have been an extremely intelligent way to say, okay, I know who this person is. Because like you said, how many people got their phone in their hand Googling each wrestler if they are on a, uh, a app called yep. the Bleacher Report? Mm-hmm. You, you just catered to the hardcore fans and you just said no to casual fans, which right. you're going to need for this to survive exactly. out of the three-year television deal agree. Let me know if I'm No, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I think that that's something that they should consider. They should consider that, you know, because people need to know. Um, but I don't want to... St- I don't think we should need to stay on the Battle Royal too long. We'll I, get no, to the- there's there's very there's a few important things in the Battle Royal. Um, the the spots the, 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 to me, uh, and I, I want to address this for a couple a couple more minutes. Mm-hmm. The Battle Royal was extremely disrespectful. You had niggas with no legs out there. You want you they people they get up they did they get upset at what WWE does, but you just did worse than WWE does. You brought out a kid who was recently hurt, mm-hmm. you brought in, he's back in the ring, he doesn't even look like he weighs 150 pounds, right. you bring out somebody with no legs, mm-hmm. you bring out Sonny Kiss, which is not an issue, but if Jim Cornette is saying the transgender thing, you bring out Sonny Kiss who's having bad spots in the match, these guys are throwing away spots in the match, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, it's easy to avoid this rumble, not to point out, but... You just did exactly what WWE did and 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 jumped completely off the roof with it. So you no one can no longer blame bad writing on WWE when they got Hollywood writers too. Bad writing just was done on AEW side. So now are people going to be biased and not identified as madness? Because this person is supposed to be claiming the most coveted prize, the prestigious prize in this company's history on the first run out. Mm-hmm. You got mother. You got Joe. You got Joey Janela, who put to turned wrestling. Who turns his wrestling into a joke, and there's and there's room for comedy and wrestling. Right. But I've been watching Joey Janela since he's been wearing green tights with his orange name on the side and long hair. Mm-hmm. And then he did the whole bummy 
I live in the Bay Area homeless guy gimmick where he's doing the low kicks to the knees and the hands in the pockets and that's this, the, that, and the that, other. That's the orange guy. That's that. That's that. That's the orange guy. What's his name? Um, orange. Yes, I said Joey Janela. Wrong yeah. person. His name is uh orange um crud. <laughs> I can't know. But, crud but you know who I'm name. talking about. But he comes out there. He's like he does that in on, on the whole indie scene. Yeah, now. he doesn't care. Everything he does is I don't care. I don't care. Right. Don't even care. when he goes to the fans, it's not even a full handshake when he goes into yeah. indie shows. It's just that and the other. And I bring that up to say, you, we are crowning the number one contender that for you want champion. to take serious for mm-hmm. the world championship. Yep. So even though Hangman was going to become that number one contender, mm-hmm. we are insulting the number one contendership. Because what if they let the guy with no legs and, and the definition, everybody's included, win this rumble? It would have been a problem. It would have been a problem. But the problem was you want us to take you serious mm-hmm. where wins and losses count, but you got no-legged mans in there and an ass-kicking contest right. holding their own. You know, uh, uh, I, I think when they inducted Billy Gunn, they should have inducted his uh, asthma pump because he needed it. Oh, shit. I mean, he, uh, didn't look Tommy, blo- he didn't look blowing up to me as far as, like, Billy Gunn. Tommy kind of looked blown up. Tommy needs to sit his ass down. The House of Hardcore is a great product. Mm-hmm. Do me a favor, book it. Don't show up in it. Um, th- that's just my thing. I, and, and I don't like I said. I don't like you said. I don't want to hang on this too long. The, but I had to point those yeah. things out. Now the star of the battle royal was MJF, and he still. I don't. I'm not gonna say he. He's definitely got a star potential, mm-hmm. but I hope he's not a one trick pony. That can't grow that healness into something large, and that takes time. Yes. So, but I got a funny feeling AEW is not for him. The way he heals out and the way he plays the bad guy, he might be a WWE guy in the future. Down don't the road, know right? Down he, the road. He's there is something to him that mm-hmm. I do like. He's not a big dude, but he knows his ring. He knows wrestling, and he capitalized off of everyone's mistake in this rumble. Mm-hmm. If you made a mistake. This nigga had so much ring awareness to go in there and to do stuff. Right. You know so I mean? he was very he's he's very ring smart. He's very intelligent and I like him. And honest to God truth, I think he's the one who should have won this rumble. Mm-hmm. I think you should have kept Hangman Page completely out and put a real hill. Sometimes maybe it should have been Hill versus Hill. Yeah. You got to draw business somehow. You know what I'm saying? Cuz this right. guy he got he can cut a promo better than everybody in the AEW roster with the exception of Jericho and probably Dean. Right. Let's keep it real. Yeah. This motherfucker is the if promo you, king you, and that should be the guy going you watch, into the world championship. Yeah, if you watch being the elite um, with everything leading up to this, MJF had been the man in every single segment. Especially with his uh, back and forth with Brandy and everything. Uh, he's great. You know, I, yeah, think, he's, I, think he's, I think he's pretty damn good. Yeah, That's he's the guy defi- to look out for. Yeah, he's definitely the guy to look out for and my, if you could have picked someone else other than Hangman Page, who would you have picked to win this match? It probably would have had to have been Marty. Mm. It had to be MJF. He's, he's, the, he's yeah. the one. Um, Sean Spears. Um, Always liked him. I liked him. Um, he probably would have uh, would have probably done pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, become the becoming the number one contender as his coming out party of no longer being uh, uh what was his gimmick in WWE because he was the perfect ten. Oh, um, Jesus Christ! Because his wife is still in the WWE, right? Peyton um, Royce. Peyton Royce is his wife. But what's the, what was that gimmick he came out? It was uh, the the perfect ten. But there was a name he see. That's how forgettable his character was. Right. But we we but 
Joey Spears, I always liked him in NXT. When he went to the main roster, obviously mm-hmm. he was buried. But I think he's going to do good here. Um, I don't see superstar on him, but I see someone who's going to be holding that show together. Right. When they need him, mm-hmm. he's going to fucking count. Definitely. Um, what was the next match? The next match was Kip Sabian. Hold on. Uh, before our rating. Oh, the rating? Where you get top, So is it an apron, bottom rope, second rope, top rope, off the cage for the rumble? For, for the... And again, I want to add one thing. This was them trying to reinvent the wheel. Right. Let's stop. I'm going to give it an apron. Give it an apron? I'm going to ride re- with you on and that apron. And the reason apron. why I give it an apron, because of all of the other hokiness that was going on, but the one, the, the two spots that really bothered me was um, Joey Janela being eliminated and going through a table. That's number one. Right. Like, See, now your table reference makes sense. There yeah, was destroyed tables. It, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, and they he, use he, some he, stiff tables in this. Yeah, they, 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 they look like they just say, those are the ones in the back, someone get a hacksaw. They, they, they use some Botchamania tables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they use some tables so, that like, oh, so it was that, shit. And then there was the spot where um, Ace Romero um, I forgot he was in the rumble. The, um, that 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 little kid, or I, mean, I don't know, he's not a little kid, but knocked that young that young adult out of the ring, and that dude flew off his stomach. Where was Cheeseburger when you need him? He should have been throwing burgers out in the rumble. Yeah, yeah. Instead he, of that needed, young man, he needed that. You know what I mean? So but I agree with you on those spots. Those were very disturbing and wasn't needed. No, it this. wasn't needed. And I mean, and I can understand. Okay, you're introducing Michael Nakazawa, but he really didn't need the baby oil. Just to get out of a goddamn way. Street slide. Fighter reference. I guess so. That's a street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it that's is. a Street it Fighter is. video. I don't remember the character. But, but it's a play on Dollop Singh because Dollop Singh was one of them oil wrestlers. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. That's yeah. who they're making fun of Street Fighter as well. Yeah. So moving forward, what was the next match? The next the one pre-show? was um, Kip Saban versus Sammy Guevara, the Triple uh, A Cruiserweight Champion of the World in a non-title match. Yes, I had no interest in this. This was a decent match, though. This but I had no. I, this should have been the match to open up the show, as far as like the only pre-match show. This should have been it. Right. See, now we're good in there. Um, I'm gonna give that a bottom rope match because it was just a position wrong, and I think they should have served that AAA belt a little bit more respect on the main card. Right. Even so, though AAA belts were later on defended. Though. Right. Although I don't think I don't think Sammy came out with the title, but still, I don't even remember. Um, it was a good contest between mm. the guys, I think. I'm going to give that one a uh, bottom rope as well. All right. Know, but it was good. And then we have the show that opens. They, right. They did some nice vignettes. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Where they saw that was, now that we started at the head of the show, they soared in production. Yeah. Their production, their production, their production was 100% matched yeah. WWE. And that to me, I love that they matched the fucking production. Yeah. They matched the intros. Every cameraman did they fucking job. There's a few cameraman images that I am upset about that a nigga did highlights. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, that I screen captured and drew circles around. I didn't okay. plug it up to the screen. But All right. You, you, you know. I like and I'm f- critiquing this yeah. respectfully. I don't want to ab- say that because I don't think they're trash. I think there's a certain things. Well, with you, you as a, um, as a photographer yourself, a filmmaker, filmmaker, and, and worked in television. You know, you you have you 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 can point out what right. certain things look like, and and my eye is fast. My right. eye is extremely fast when it comes to shit. As you see, I have circles in my around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a okay. nigga, a nigga was going to town. Little things, but doesn't hurt the show. But I think right. as a production, if this still looked like all in, I would be fuck this product. Right. 
They I didn't do. pull a Paul Heyman who didn't want to update right. it when they got the money. They updated, they yeah. upgraded, and this shit was visually amazing. I do like the fact that they used the being the elite open, which mm. is the Fire Pro Wrestling um, images that they right. that they used for um for the opening and shit like that. Mm. I thought that was pretty badass. I like that. Right. You know, so that was pretty dope. Mm. Um, but opening contest for the main show, you had SCU. Christopher Daniels, Frank Kazarian, Scorpio Sky taking on Seema T-Hawk and Linda Man. Now check this out. I believe that should have been the pre-show show to get everybody hype. Mm. Not not saying that they do not belong on the main card. But if you want to get that party going. This was the match to yeah. put on the pre-show. You get what I'm saying? And these are the guys. And again, this is where they could have used... This was a perfect match to introduce like this card breakdown thing mm-hmm. I was saying. Right. That when they're coming to the ring, you have these cards, height, weight. The, uh, Christopher Daniel has enough wins or losses to start making it believe it counts. Right. And instead of only counting them there, let's count them from your history. Exactly. And this, and I'm against the wins and losses thing, but this is this was the show they could, and they could do it in the future. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should write them a fucking letter. Hey, why not? Get us on there. We don't need the book. Just to take yeah. care of the details. You but know what I mean? But they, I like, they, they should have opened yeah. the pre-show. Everybody was into this match. They were into everything that all six guys was doing. They the, did their thing on this. I would I say from the I would say from the O E the O W E side, the the one with the least experience was Linda Man. But right. Linda Man looked fucking good for a green guy. He did pretty damn and can good. Can we in that applaud match. Christopher Daniels for being damn near fifty or over fifty yeah, and still and moving like he's nineteen years old. Rick right. Flair wish he had whatever he got in his bloodstream. Exactly. Maybe if Rick Flair didn't drink ninety percent of his career, he would be one of them still going to this day. Right. You know. And, and you know, but they they um Linda Man pulled out some suplexes that impressed the fuck out of me. Well I believe I come from we were just talking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Amateur, amateur wrestling. wrestling. I'm, I, I, I 100% believe, love suplexes. Mm-hmm. And um, some shit you haven't seen in a while. Uh, later on, Dusty pulls off one of my favorite yeah. suplexes. Yeah. And then the announcers named it wrong. But it's whatever. Right. We'll, keep, we'll, we'll talk about announcers later. Scorpio Sky. Of course, there's some really good stuff in there. Seema, um, if you do, if you no know one him missed from the Dragon no one Gate, missed the spot. Yeah, they they did they did pretty good. I'm gonna give this. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Who who's from Dragon Gate? Um, Seema. Seema's from Dragon Gate. Is he still in Dragon Gate? No, he's not. Okay, that's he's, okay. He's still a, he. He's you know a, what I was looking for. He's the he's the like one of the main guys mm-hmm. for um O O W E mm-hmm. um Oriental Wrestling um Entertainment, which is based in China. Right. Um, they're gonna be touring outside I love of China how as well. The um the O W E had Chinese. They called them Chinese wrestlers when the guys are Japanese. Well, Seema's Japanese. Right. The other two guys were Chinese, and what they do is they combine pro pro, um, pro wrestling and uh, mm-hmm. Shaw Brothers martial art techniques right. into the into their um pro wrestling. So that's what makes them stand out. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but they had a great. I think this was a great match between them and SCU, right. the six man tag. I'm gonna give it a top rope, not off the cage, but I'm gonna give it a fucking top. Yeah, this rope is match. top rope quality, right? They here. um, if they would, I just wish they would have opened. I think that would that would have been the perfect positioning, and they should have just opened the official show with the rumble, right? And we would have probably been more accepting of shit that was happening. Exactly. Um, what was the second match? The second of? match, of course, was Britt Baker. She took on uh, Kylie Ray, Nyla Rose. Which was supposed to be a three way, but then it ended up becoming a four, a fatal four way, when Brandy Rhodes brought out Awesome Kong. I thought that was dope. Yes, let me tell you something. Brandy comes. See, Brandy makes me laugh. She comes out with the white knee pads, 
because she didn't put her high heel boots on. And obviously, she's going to put the, the the knee pads under the high heel boots. Mm-hmm. So when she gives what she does, what she does later on the night, she protects herself. Yeah. Um. Now, I'm gonna tell you straight off that this match is an apron match. Okay. One, I um at this point in my career, in my life, and whatever, I have no issues with transgenders. But I don't like the fact we, we, we're we coming into a world, and I did a single podcast on this on the important nobodies. I just got on the mic and spoke by myself on this. We're coming into a world where we have men's sports and co-ed sports. And women's sports are being removed. And women want their positions back. And there's nothing wrong with transgenders wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But I feel that she took a spot away from a biological woman. And then when she gets in the ring, maybe this is how she looks, but I still saw a man. Now, Awesome Kong is a big woman. Mm -hmm. This person who identifies as a woman, Nyla Rose, is a big woman. Nyla Rose can't wrestle. Can we we address Mm. the elephant that no one wants to mention? Now I have to question, did you guys hire her? For wrestling ability or for her being transgender. Transgender. So you could check that fucking box off and TNT can say, great, we don't have to worry about this. They have representation. Great, we got Sonny Kiss. We have representation. Sonny Kiss can fucking wrestle. Mm-hmm. Wrestle his ass off. And I've seen, and I when I saw Sonny Kiss work, wrestle. Um, you see the gimmick and you dismiss him. And then when he right. wrestles, you respect him. Exactly. And he wrestled. Listen, let me tell y'all something. When I seen him wrestle live, this was in November. I seen him wrestle. That's right, when you went to Hog, right? No, this was like some fed out at the Elks Lodge. He wrestled the female. He wrestled a woman in the ring. Put this, you know, put that girl over. Well, he he beat he the girl. Go. He can but go. He can wrestle. I didn't he understand why Ace, when when a good friend of ours, mutual friend, I'm gonna say friend of the show, Mike Morgan, let him wrestle. And then when you saw him wrestle, you go, "Oh, this kid can go." Mm-hmm. Okay, I see why Mike Morgan. I think Mike Morgan made him the world champion. He was the Diamond Division champion. No, I, I'm. Go, now I'm thinking back. I think he had the world title. This is how much Mike Morgan believed in him. Okay, but anyway, anybody who don't know Mike Morgan has a great federation called Ace. This, that, and the other. Right on. Look him up. AceProWrestling.com. Blah blah blah. He did not pay us for the plug. I'm sending him a bill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um. But, but back to the match, though. You know, um, going to Nyla Rose. I mean, yeah. Back can to we Nyla. identify that she cannot wrestle? I, I mean, mean, I'm gonna say it, Mark. You don't have to ride on it. I'm riding on it, baby girl, young man, out there searching for the answer. Your answer's not wrestling. You can't wrestle. I mean that with all due disrespect. She can't wrestle, Mark. Hey, man. And they listen, had to I'm, remove I'm not, her from the match. I'm and Austin giving, Kong had I'm a little not, ring rust. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not. I'm not giving no. I'm not. I'm not taking it to the judge, and mm. I'm not pleading her case. I'm not asking you to. I'm just acknowledging. You know, if we when people are watching this match, you go wait. And it was on Twitter like she can't wrestle. <laughs> people, I remember seeing. Like, wait a second. They, what are they talking about? She looks imposing. That's it. Right. That's it. She looks like a phenomenal manager walking someone down to the ring. What do they call her? The um the 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 Native American kaiju. That's her has her nickname. Um but it just didn't They mix Japanese and Native American Amer- American right. together. You know. How can you be both? A Native American will skin a, a Asian. 
and a kaiju is a fucking monster. Exactly. Or, you know, Godzilla or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Mm-hmm. No. And then you got Awesome Kong in now, there. Now, Awesome Kong, let's... let's she let's, can wrestle. Yeah. And she currently has a TV show called Glow, which they're filming season, season three, three on. Exactly. Which is a great I'm show. I'm excited to see that. She She's kind of one of the best actors on the fucking right. show. You mm-hmm. would never think that from her. Exactly. Um, But she came out. She looked phenomenal. Yes. She the, wrestled well. She was a little bit rusty. But the fans... The fans got out their seat to see. And I think that should be Brandy Rhodes' bodyguard. Yeah. I think that I think Brandy Rhodes, when she's not wrestling, that's the woman who's doing it for her. Indeed. This this match was dumpster juice. I'm going to give it the apron because I can't give it anything lower. Now, what you're gonna say. Okay. Now um Britt Baker, the the dentist, um, I think she did good holding her right. part in the match. Fake and, Bailey. And then um that's uh Kylie Ray. That's the that's Kylie Ray's the fake Bailey. Kylie Kylie raised the fake Bailey. Mm-hmm. I think she did pretty good too. There was a point. There were points in the match where her and um, Britt, it really circled around, around them those two. two, right? Which and, was smart. Get the two big ones out. Not and, to say and, it like that, and, but um, Kylie was showing that aggressive streak once the uh, the smile started to get away and so forth like that. That's when you know she was turned on for a bit. That's when the right. match turned on for, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it did. But, when um, they when they got Awesome Kong and uh and uh, Nyla, Nyla Rose the off to the side. Yeah. I think that's what their whole intention was. It was supposed let's to be- just acknowledge Nyla, let's acknowledge Awesome, and let these two do their thing. Just to let you know, this is going to be the match, I believe, mm-hmm. that's going to go for their crowning of the women's championship. I think that's what they was letting us know, that these are going to be the two women, mm-hmm. unless they bring in Jazz or something like that. Right. You know, these are going to be the women. But, like you know, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm going to give this one... Uh, Bottom rope. Bottom rope. I'm no. apron. You know, I'm gonna respect it because okay. of the other two wrestlers. Yeah. And the and the awesome Kong being uh and she's officially signed to All Elite Wrestling. Um, they announced that. Okay, good. good. She's um I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna give it bottom rope. First so, tag match that went on. Mm-hmm. Well, the first real tag match that took place on <laughs> the show. Real. <laughs> um, Angelico and Jack Evans, former Triple A World Tag Team Champions. Triple A. Triple Triple A. Um, Campeonatos de Mundial de Pareja. Match trash. <laughs> I'm get off my dick. <laughs> World Tag Team Champions. Nigga, uh, um, I, I know Spanish fluently. I know. I know. I, I, just, act, like I, I act like I don't. I, I know. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just. I just want to show and prove my skill real quick, r- briefly. Mm. You know, I know. I know how to speak uh, Domino's. Um, <laughs> taking on the best friends, uh, Chuck, Chucky T and Shrimp Beretta. Um, go ahead because. It was Fuck a good, best friends. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a good match. Fuck I'm, the Super Smash Bros. Them motherfuckers fucked that shit up for me. Fuck the fake Mario and Luigi. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. A lot of people don't remember. That's the Super it's Smash the Super Bros. Sp- right, exactly. I'm not... I, no. I, I mean, I, I, I can... That are was you too- hiring your friends or are you hiring talent? That's the thing. You need to work on bringing in really good talent. I mean, I guess Super Smash Brothers will have their space and their place within the roster. I think it took away from the match, but um, Angelico and Jack Evans, I think they did a damn good job. I, I enjoy watching Trent Beretta. You know what I mean? I think he's he's great. He's come a long way from yes. being in NXT yes. and in 205 Live yes. and his run in, K- run in New Japan. Trent Beretta, I thought, was going to be a star in WWE. Something went south. He yeah. dropped a little bit of weight, mm-hmm. but Trent Beretta, he had a look yeah. that was different. He had that natural caveman yeah. 
you know, the locks, that, the physique. I don't know what the fuck look. went wrong. I would like to speak to him to know what happened. But I always I always thought Trent Beretta, Trent Beretta could have been a very large star if the powers that be got the fuck out his way. Right. Now, Trent, I mean, well. And as, I'm not really questioning yeah. Trent. I'm questioning. Now, um, now, Chucky T, of course, he's definitely friends Chucky with T. the Bucks. Right. He's definitely friends with these guys. But, however, he does have a nice. Hey, can your yeah. dad get me a job? He has a he has a um he has <laughs> he has a rep from Pro Wrestling Gorilla for those that know about PR PR Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Mm. He was a big big PWG. big part PWG he was a big part of that. Um him and uh I believe him and uh Trent were the tag team champions in ROH or were contenders for the tag belts for ROH and They were in ROH, like, you 100% right. And they were like challengers when the Bucks uh were the tag team champions, so mm. they definitely got some uh, some matches against them, um, and they were feuding with them also on being the elite right. on, on the web se- on the web series. So that um, played a part in it too. But mm. you know, best friends they beat Angelico and um, Jack Evans. Even though, like I said, to me the stars of the match was Angelico and Jack Evans. Yes, I agree with that. Um, the triple the former Triple A champions really did. They they gave us they showed us um, what good tag team wrestling was. Be I'm still gonna give this. I'm not gonna disrespect the AAA former champions. I'm I'm gonna give it a bottom rope, respectfully, mm-hmm. because fuck the Super Smash Bros. And I, I just don't like yo dude. Can my dad get? Can your dad get me a job at his office? You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I feel. Now what they did highlight throughout this match was the fact that they kept mentioning over and over and over again that AEW will focus primarily on the tag team division and they will spotlight the tag team division. Basically not forgetting about tag team exactly. wrestling. Um, and, and this was good. Yeah. Um, tag team wrestling in the South has always been a staple in professional wrestling throughout the throughout time. Tag team wrestling has been a staple in wrestling, period. Right. It's just... And within the we, last few years, it's, especially It's become put any two guys together yeah. and make it happen. Because you know what the problem is? And I'm going to blame Stone Cold Steve Austin. He coined the phrase, if you're not there to be the world champion, you shouldn't be there. And what you got was a lot of guys searching for indie careers to become instead world of champion. being tag team champions and working for, with the machine instead of against the machine. Right. I mean, so we, we he forced more singles wrestlers to appear. I think that uh, what what I appreciate is is that um, the fact that coming up from a time when when I think of tag wrestling, I think of the Road Warriors. I think of the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, there's, there's a thousand names. There's a so thousand many of names. Them. Right. You know what I mean? And like certain teams work together just to become the tag team right. champion. And we don't and have that best. no more. The last bastion of hope was the Dudleys at that time. Right. And yeah. even and even then singles runs had to happen. And right. it, it is true. The teams have to grow apart. Um mm-hmm. but they but this was this was an okay match. What do you give it? Like I said, I, I'm a, I'm gonna give that a Bottom rope. Bottom rope. So we're only, both only because Super Smash Brothers, who the announcers didn't know who the fuck they were, I'm just ruined the fucking match. Let's let's take a a small intermission to talk about the announcing in this show. All right. This was big hit number five for me. All right. Okay. So though I didn't mention other ones, like you guys heard me complaining during it. This is a big thing. The announcers didn't know who they were. Mm-hmm. They could not quarterback Jr. Jr. has did some horrible announcing over the last four years, but Jr. was on fire 
tonight. Right. He was. They had the dude in the fucking mask. Excalibur. Um, where he did not need a mask. No. You did not. Ex- That's another thing. Why didn't we explain who Excalibur was? Right. Why didn't we explain who Jim Ross is? Why didn't we explain who... um um Mark Avella. And that's another thing. Jim Ross can call a show by himself. Yes, he can. I don't need three and four men at a fucking desk. I need two guys at a desk. Now I need colored and I need the commentator. And then oh, exactly. So now this Mark guy, um, um, he is a football journalist. Yeah, nothing wrong and he's with never, that. And he's never called wrestling before. This was his first time out of the gate. So definitely the jitters was there, but that's besides the point. So I believe he was got, also there to watch more on what was going on right. and to quarterback what's his name timekeeping. Exactly uh, right. So now let's. So we Tony got that Kong. out the way. Now with Excalibur, you know he's also from Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Mm-hmm. He's also been in ROH. Um, he's done like maybe one or two New Japan Pro Wrestling matches. But you don't think announcing the, the mask was insulting? If your name is Mister Wrestling Number Two. You're the only one that can get away with that. They might as well have brought Invader number one to the show. Or if you're Jushin Thunder Liger, you can do, you can announce with a mask on. But hold on. On a product where you're trying to get casual you people, don't need, that you don't mask, mask got to come off. You don't. Because now you can say, I'm so-and-so-and-so, formally this, then this, and this, because this is a new product. Mm-hmm. We are bringing this to the world. He looked fucking stupid. Let's be honest. He's in this three-piece suit. He's looking fucking stupid. I did like the fact that the announcers are sitting way up in the skybox. Right. I thought that was a beautiful effect where you could see the crowd and this, that, and the other. I thought that that's, was one of the dopest that's things definitely, ever. That's definitely old. That's old timey wrestling style from right. like um, Portland well, and all even that other stuff. But it was good. More that's more football production. Yes, the guys from the skybox. So mm-hmm. I can see where uh, Tony Kong was thinking. Okay, merging the two things exactly. like that skybox give it that NBA, feel. give it that sports feel right and it worked with the three monitors and the three man booth whatever mm-hmm. you don't need three men commutating in wrestling you, you, need you just need two you know and, and, me, they, and me personally I said it to you I think it should be Jim Ross and Honky Tonk Man yeah because Honky Tonk Man would have learned all those names exactly he would have got that information and he would be a perfect heel announcer right Jim Ross is forever the face good mm-hmm. guy announcer right Honky Tonk could have been a great heel announcer they would have put some that's what that's what Jim Ross needs he worked well with a Jerry Lawler he worked well with a Jesse Ventura mm-hmm. you know or maybe even a Tony Schiavone he disrespected Paul Heyman by not working with him and he apologized for oh, that oh, but he, yeah he also did work with Paul Heyman yeah. you know what I mean so but those are the type of personalities towards the last weeks he yeah. gave in but the, other than that he yeah those it. those are the personalities that jim ross needs to work around yeah he needs those he needs those quick witting thinking on their toes and these two men great but this is where they have room for improvement right. as you would have mentioned before we started the show mm-hmm. moving forward the next match was we have here um hikaru shida rio abe oh hold rio on mizunami uh the announcing gets a apron that's just I'm adding that. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's that's an apron on that one. Not so, to Jim Ross, everyone okay. else. All right, now I guess I'm gonna run through these Japanese names again. Hikaru Shida, Rio Abe, Rio Mizunami took on Yuka Sakazaki, Emi Sakura, and Aja Kong. Yo, I'm just gonna say it's an apron match. Aja Kong should have never been in that ring. That shit looked disgusting. This right here. Um. Was uh, how can I say it? It was an introduction to the to the to the Joshi, to the North American fan. And when I say Joshi, I'm talking about Japanese female pro wrestling. Um, See, that's another thing. 
the cat they again they're selling this to and i'm going to stress this all the time because this is what they're doing casual audience don't give a fuck about a josie you know what we saw female wrestlers mm-hmm. and one old bitch who did not belong in there now i know you defended her when we were talking about her on the phone aja kong yeah i did you know but i mean cause she did not move Everything she did was wrong in that match. She stayed right in the she stayed right in the center, stayed right in the corner. Nigga, she couldn't bounce off. You see how she moved? She looks like the female version of what's that? Uh, Abdullah the Butcher, only without the wheelchair. Yeah, and she can still go to a certain extent. Hold on, Mark. <laughs> please show me where, because in that match there was I'm, no. I'm, it's I'm, over I'm just, for her. I'm just saying you you're know, defending just, her because of the, the Asian okay, wrestling. This, but the bitch career is over. Okay. It's dead. All right. All right. So you know, Let's you know what, your real. honor. You know what, your honor. You goddamn right. It's over. I am gonna be the the the, the pro bono attorney in this bitch right here. Um, it's over for her. She could have stayed out of the match. I mean, the thing about this was, all them chicks was characters, and that was something that you know that which is in wrestling. Which That's is not in wrestling. An issue. You gotta have characters. This is the thing that I'm bringing to, as as a pro bono attorney. This is the thing I'm gonna bring to the mm-hmm. table for defense. The fact that these there, there were characters in this match. Yeah, you had the veteran, but you could have gotten somebody else besides. So I'm gonna shoot him, Bell, in a minute. He d- Bell denied. Keep going. You know what, sir? Keep pleading. Keep pleading before I deny I'm, Bell. I'm just saying. Besides, I wish I had a gavel sound besides effect. Besides the fact, <laughs> besides the fact of Aja being in the match. The character thing, it was character driven. Yes, and and, and it was I get it. Character driven, and it and it was a, and it was good athleticism on the other women, except for except for Aja Kong. Now, Your Honor, you, but you're supposed to be uh, defending Aja. Fuck them other bitches. They did great. Aja Kong career is over. Hey, she came out looking like a Power Ranger who forgot to give back the suit. Who a forgot Ranger her Megamorpha. <laughs> she swallowed the Megamorpha. It opened up. It expanded. And he never got it back. Hey. She came in like a teeter-totter. You know those little things that you... The weeble wobbies? What do we call those? Weeble wobble, but they don't fall down. They don't fall down. Damn. And when she did roll, she rolled out the ring like a Pepsi Cola 16-liter bottle. Oh, I'm so done. That rolled to the side. All right, Your Honor. Um, um, I just want to toss out the case. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, she's sentenced to life without returning to professional wrestling. But she's going to be there for a while because she's going to help. She's going to help um, with the Japanese female wrestlers Look, there, Look, her I job is to go get people towels, rub their backs. Hey, that's hazing. <laughs> right. No. And and certain companies, that's called the physical maintenance associate. Oh, okay. She can warm towels, maintenance. When, you're, when you get paid, there's a woman that goes into a spa, and you get this fat Asian lady who comes in. This is her. If you in the movies, you get the happy reach around. In reality, it's that bitch and two little skinny bitches with bad teeth. If you guys can see the reaction on my face, yeah, I forgot. (laughs) We gotta hit those. Now that Apple TV is coming, we gotta get back to filming. Needless needless to say, um, this match is dumpster juice. It's um, it's the apron because of Aja Kong, and she really ruined it for the other girls. So, um. Hikarashita, Rio Abe, and Mizunami Rio, they beat um, Aja, Sasaki, and Sakura in this matchup. They might as well have put uh, Big Cass and Enzo in there just to replace of you want to see shit on the screen. You get what I'm saying? Okay. But 
not to insult Big Cass. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. no, but the reality is it was it was hard for me to watch because I felt as if she was more not in danger because they was never gonna hurt her. Right. She's the veteran, she's the experienced one. Right, and she I think they did it more for the do. name. Right. You know, because they needed something to pop the room. Again, the, the announcers didn't know these people no, except for Jim Ross. The, right, exactly. And um, Excalibur. Excalibur knew who Aja right. Kong was, but that's besides the point. They, the ladies did pull off some good moves. 100% so. Except for Aja Kong. One chick came in there looking like Okada. One chick came in there looking like Freddie Mercury. I was trying to figure out what the fuck the mustache gimmick and the microphone thing was about until when I realized, oh, yeah, Freddie Mercury. Right. All right. Um, so they, But they did their thing. Yeah. And um, I'm going to give it a, I'm honestly going to truth, I'm going to call it an apron match because of the Isaac Kong thing. And maybe I need to go back, if I, I'm going to rewatch that again, just for your sake and just for respectful sake, because that's the one match I skipped over the two extra times I rewatched it. Okay. And I'm going to rewatch it. And if I have to amend it, I will amend it. But right. right now, it's, it's definitely it's an apron. apron match. Now. What did you give it? I'm giving that apron. Oh, okay. okay. You know. I was gonna say apron skirt, but you know, right? Uh, yeah, but that's, <laughs> the apron is the hardest part of uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, that's next my little match. voice. Um, the battle of the generations, brother versus brother. Yeah, um, they Dustin put, versus Cody. Before this, they put on a phenomenal vignette. Um, Cody comes out like a gay pirate. He walks to the ring. He's the prince of wrestling, brother. Yeah. So in England. That's a gay pirate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's a, that's a okay. okay. I'm popping but, right about now. Yeah, but he but, came out. I know because it's hot in here, this, that, here. But no, he came out. He did his thing. Brandy looked phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, you did. realize how beautiful Brandy is when she's there next to him and go, oh, you're lucky. Either she had a thing for white boys or you guys really love each other. I but think they really love, love each, each other. other. And they've been together since the beginning. But um, right. I like what Cody said not to go this. She goes, I think it was like they were talking about their relationship. And she goes, well, I don't see color. And she said to him, well, if you don't see color, you don't understand my struggle. Oh, he said he had to rethink everything mm -hmm. in life when she said that. And 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 he actually but, got some props in the press from uh, the, what, what's what's our controversial Boricua senator, junior senator, and um, fuck that bitch, AOC, AOC, AOC. I, pissed, I, AOC I can't wait a, for her to die. AOC gave a credit, so I for, can for shit that. on her grave. I'm gonna live long enough to shit on that bitch's grave. I'm not gonna wipe. I'm just gonna sit my ass on the grass and die right on top of that shit. And on that note, <laughs> um, fuck her. But anyway, yes, um, she did give him credit. She did not, well, not give him credit, but she was like, she gave him props for for that regarding about their relationship and mm -hmm. diversity and stuff like that. Right. But off that, because you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not a politician. Yeah, so. and I'll go off on a tangent. We right. have another show coming out called uh, "The Political Wake Up" with myself, Tamu Arnu, with myself, Teacher Davis, and Tamu Arnu. Moving forward. Um, okay. So now, the talk of the match, of course. There's a there's a whole bunch of things. Well, let's let, let me simplify it. Let me let, not simplify it. Let me give it to a because as I'm looking at our numbers, we have casual people. Right. Let me let me really simplify this. You have two brothers who have who father is a major part of the business of yep. professional wrestling. You have two of them have, who have both worked in WWE. One brother career soared in WWE at one point. The other brother's career, no matter what they threw at him, he got over, mm -hmm. but it did not soar. His wife was over there as a ring announcer. Yep. He left. He's the reason why this whole thing is happening. Exactly. So what we have is a traditional brother versus brother match that um, 
set the tone. Right. Cody comes out, he destroys the Triple H chair. That was horribly done, but the symbolization was perfect. Right, because his thing was, I want to kill the Attitude Era. And I'm glad you said that, and this has been on my mind. You can't kill something that's not alive. And this is my uh, this is issue number seven to me. Okay, because six was the woman in the match. If I'm not, if you think I'm not numbering them, I'm, no, I you're am. numbering. It. I know you. Yeah, are. yeah. Um, this is issue number seven, and issue number seven is you cannot kill something that is no longer alive. The Attitude Era ended fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. The Attitude over eighteen. The Attitude seventeen. The Attitude Era ended in two thousand four. It is fucking over. That is 14, 15 years ago now. Mm-hmm. You cannot kill something that has already passed, that's already been laid out the pasture. The bullet was already put in the old yellow when they brought in John Cena and he coined it ruthless aggression. aggression. Yep. So needless to say, good match between these guys. No, but hold on. I'm going to ask you, what do you think about them saying killing the attitude error when... The ad, they could never. No one can ever keep up with the attitude ever, and it's never going to be replicated. But I what mean, do you think about me them personally? That? I thought I thought it was a great icing on the cake, mm-hmm. and I and I also know too what you're saying. Um, I like the fact that these two guys were able to get in the ring. These two brothers were able to get in the ring and tell a fucking story. I like it's, the fact that these guys went in there and just tore the house down. They performed. They performed. This they is bled. They did everything that I would like to see this in a wrestling match. This is straight up and down. I'm, I'm giving my rating now as we break down this match. This is straight up and down, off the steel yeah. fucking cage. Definitely. 100% off the steel cage. They did everything that they were supposed to do. I did not like the blood. I don't think um, because of health reasons. It was a lot of blood in the match. And he, at, over, he acknowledged he overdid yeah. the cut by accident and a meme that he put up, mm-hmm. which was dope. Um, Earl Hebner was the referee in this match. Yeah, nice to see good Earl. He's going to be selling gold dust merchandise in the back. Um, <laughs> but, I, I mean, I, I liked it. I liked everything in the contest. I thought it was damn good. And then the closeout, you know, it was very emotional with Cody getting the pin over Dustin. But Dustin worked his fucking ass off. Well, this was where you could see. This was a mistake on the cameraman. They shouldn't have got that close. But if you notice, you can see exactly where he cut himself. Exactly. Yes. And and there was a lot there. There was a lot there. Um, I'm. I, you, you had text me as the shades of Austin Brett. I'm not even going to put it in that category because Austin Brett was a different animal. Right. This was a totally different I, animal. I, I just did that because, you know, when I think of matches with bloodbaths, on North Austin American soil, it was the, Austin versus yeah, Brett. Yeah, he put the tombstone on that, that look. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And... But this right here, it was a great match. They again the announced team. This is number eight for me. Uh, what is Cody's finisher called? Crossroads. They called the suplex a crossroads when it wasn't a crossroads. Dusty did a beautiful suplex where he lifts you up normally and he turns to the left. Mm-hmm. Beautiful fucking suplex, executed correctly. Called it crossroads. They called that a crossroads, right. That was a bad mistake. They also called another move Dusty did before that, mm-hmm. the crossroads, and it wasn't a crossroads. It it was, I forget the name, I had wrote it down. I, obviously, I didn't pull out my notes. Different there. variations of the drop-down uppercut was done in the match between both, both brothers, which I thought was dope. And people say there was a mishap. Dustin did the suplex the right way. When you go up on the top rope, mm-hmm. and you do a suplex, you're always supposed to bring... If you're right-handed, you bring your left leg back to create leverage and balance it 
so that the other man can pull himself over. Mm -hmm. That's not taught all the time. I was taught that by mistake across seas um, while we when we went to Russia, this, that, and the other. But you're supposed to hang one leg back and then peel back. It's called balancing your center of gravity. Mm -hmm. In America, you can throw your back out yeah. by putting both feet on the ropes and pulling the person over. So even though it looked rough... Technically, you're supposed to rebalance yourself, yeah. drop your legs, swing it behind, and land. Mm -hmm. That is the proper way to do a suplex. Yeah. Um, Dusty missed a few steps. He, he wasn't rusty. No. I think his balance, once he started bleeding, and even before he started bleeding, there was a few mishaps, like when the swing around in the ring, yeah. the this on the apron, and this, that, and the other. Despite the mistakes, no wrestling match is perfect. This shit is straight up and down an apron. D, I didn't, there was a little- You said apron, or was it- with, this match, oh, it's definitely not an apron match. Right. This is 100% the match that stole the show. Yeah. And honest to God truth, it should have been the match that closed out the show. I think so, too. But they didn't even know they was going to pull that off. Right. Um, but what I did like was also was the setup for um, the match that they're going to do for... Um, that's what I was about to lead into. The um, fight at the Fallen. Yes, the tag they, match against the Bucks. They're going to be taking on the Young Bucks in a, uh, in a tag match, which is... Uh, Something I'm definitely looking. You know forward to that seeing. would have been put the right place to court the the tag the, to crown tag the, team the champions. A, yeah, the AEW tag team. Yeah, champions, and yeah. um, I think I think Goldust is fifty. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. He did his thing. He did. He didn't miss a step. Right. Um, I when they in the post show they talked about their match in WWE and they both kind of like we did, we we wanted to do it, but it was just it was what it was. And the match wasn't different from the ones they had in WWE. The difference with the match they had at Backlash, the difference with the match they had here was that they um, it was on their terms. And more freedom, more, yeah. crea more right. creative. And they didn't do the less than that. what they did last right. time. They actually did almost the same thing. It was just, and I had, I had to go look it up and so watch it. So if you it. had to say, like this, if this was like this the is, one of many tributes to their dad... This will probably be the best one. I'm, I'll tell you this. I think after the match was a tribute, but during the match wasn't a tribute to right. their pops. I think they went out there to go, let's not stink up the joint. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't. They, they didn't. They delivered. I, they, they accomplished the goal of not stinking up the joint. Mm -hmm. This was hands down top match. I give it off to Steel Cage. You, I, What do you give it? I give this uh, Steel Cage. Yeah. Um, Melta probably w is not going to give it five stars. Well, you know, Dusty was a little old when he walked in. Was, well, I mean, uh, I did yeah, that because that's well, cool. Yeah, that's, that I'm goes. wrong for that. But anyway, moving forward with next match. And oh, but like we said, they they set up the tag match perfect. Yeah. They gave you a reason to want to go see the next show, right. Fight of the Faller. So now the um, the next one was the Triple R World Tag Team Championship. Well, for the casual fan, Triple A. Triple A World Tag Team Titles. Uh, Pentagon and Phoenix challenging the Young Bucks for the... World Tag Team Championship. Number one, no matter who you put Pentagon in the ring with, he's going to steal the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pentagon, if there was one match I could book in WWE, and, and if I had, I could give them all the creative freedom, it would be Brock versus Pentagon. First, let me just say this. That, that, that's, to me, that's yeah. WrestleMania main let, event let, let me Let me say this. Pentagon should be world champion for just for profanity alone. No, I'm not gonna do that. And and I'm gonna tell you why. Like the, the judge is out. How are you gonna sell the casual audience for cursing? Well, they you got they sign if they were indie. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying. You know, 
as much and the um, goal with wrestling is never if, if you could cut a promo only with foul language then you can't cut a promo yeah but it, it was a lot of a lot of uh spanish going on up in there which was pretty dope mm-hmm. i thought it was pretty good match wise the psychology yes the bucks hadn't wrestled a tag match in god knows how long yeah but they didn't miss a step no they, they didn't miss they a step. did damn good even and even with their even with the the miscues they were still on this. Right. It was timing with the miscues. Yeah, I'm. I'm but just this, telling the story. This was, this is this is one of those matches. I'm not mad at. I'm not necessarily completely happy with. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a second rope. Okay, that's what I'm going for with that. Too. I'm gonna give it a second rope, simply because of of Pentagon in them. Right. And I like the fact that because they were Mexican, they didn't put the AAA champions tag team championships back on them. They're making them fight for their own brand back. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's dope, and it's nice to see the Triple H Tag Team Championships represented on the show. Right. Um. But this is where I'm at. Second rope. There's not much to say about this yeah, match. They it was, did they it thing. Was, it was. It was good for what it was. And Pentagon is a pure performing character. Right. Uh. Then afterwards, they um had Bret Hart unveil the AEW Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. This. You know, Bret Hart tripped on the way out the ring, right? Oh, he pulled the Titus O'Neil. Yeah. I, I didn't even see that part. Yeah. That was um. Someone put it on YouTube. He tripped. Another issue. Um, if you're going to have your production team walk around, have them duck down and wear all black. And if she has blonde hair, mm-hmm. have her put her shit in a fucking ponytail instead of have her her blatantly. You know, Vince would have fired someone. If you notice, I had the cues right mm-hmm. here. This bitch walks out. Why Brett is talking. I'm showing you right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She walks out. She clearly gives no fucks again. Right. She stops for a few seconds. Why Brett is talking. Mark is sitting on a text message. I'll save yeah, this for later. I'll see it right there. And then here she is again. Sitting standing there, fucking up the show. And the fans focused more on her than they did Brett. Right. A lot of people didn't pay attention to that. And then the bitch finally makes it to the corner. Bitch, duck down and run. Mm-hmm. That's production one on one. That's the purpose of wearing all black, you fucking yak. Yeah. Well, but, um, needless to say, they brought out the belt. Um, and Brett had interactions with both MJF and Hangman Page. That wasn't needed. That was to me. That's right. Number it, nine. It, it that took was up, a it waste. Took up, it took the promo took up too long, and then you bring out Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy to get um, MJF out of the uh, the arena and so forth, and that which, sets up. For, which is why I'm saying I hope MJF is not a one trick pony because they did the same fucking thing. At the show the night before at the uh, yeah, Stark, Starcast, and it's like, okay, your one trick pony in him. What's go? The fuck is going on? Um, belt was made by Dave Mulligan. Mm-hmm. That's his. They want. They obviously they went for him for the tooling. You're right. He worked with someone else, if I'm correct, um, in the states, but he went solely for the tooling alone because that's what he specializes in. Mm-hmm. I do not like the belt. I think the AEW sign is too small. I think you get lost in the design, and I'm gonna say something here. The young bucks showed themselves wearing the belt, Which and I thought it was disrespectful. Elite, right. And I think you gave the belt bad juju. I don't believe no one should wear that strap or world title, depending on how you want to identify it for 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 the casuals. No one should have the world title around their waist except for the first champion, or at least don't show it. Mm-hmm. It looks good around the waist, 
that's just me. I don't like the belt. Too much tooling. Dave Melican is great with tooling, but he can over-fucking-do the tooling. Well, I saw... What I saw was North American heavyweight title, Mid-South. Well, obviously, they, they, they replicated the framework, but mm-hmm. on the inside, it was just it's, this overdone tooling. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I, I mean, hey... Anything's better than the twenty four seven championship. Yeah, but, but, but you know, <laughs> but w- I'll give the I'll give that sec- I'll give that bottom rope, just because of presentation and the fact that you know Nick had the belt on first. Yeah, but what do you think? Do you like the belt? Yes, I do. I like the okay. belt. Okay, I think it's I think in two years they got they're gonna need to redesign that. It's nowhere near any of the classic designs that I like. But I mean, fuck, yeah. it's it anything's better than. The 24-7 championship. Well, I don't want to compare WWE to this at this point because WWE has created some of the greatest belts in wrestling Which history. And all companies have ugly belts. Mm-hmm. All companies have horrible fucking belts. All companies have great looking belts. This fucking title, for them, it's their first belt. Right. We'll see what happens. And we'll see it what, the, what, see what the, the other division belts look like as well, too. Right, because I hope that they... Just do something completely different. Right. The belt, a belt is not that important, but it is a symbolization. Also, they did announce that the shit was sold out at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. And then, Mark, what do you see in that background right there? Oh, uh, there was a lot of empty space there. Production should have protected that girl. Yes. Protected that. Protected the, the, yeah. So if you're going to taper off spots, just uh, cover it up. Even not even taper off if the people didn't show up because obviously people will push down. Mm-hmm. Um, so no one. Let's stop saying Vince has empty seats because they everyone, showed about everyone has it nine hundred empty seats. Listen, I, I just saw Best of Super Juniors. Mm-hmm. Some of the couple, a lot of empty of seats. There, there was quite a few, right? Because they, they they're putting on a lot of wrestling. So like, but they know that their big night is coming up soon, right? But moving forward, so what was the next match? The main on the event. Card? Which was Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega 2. All right. I have no mistakes, no issues, no problems about this match. I have no problems with the result of the match. I think Jericho is the right person. Mm -hmm. I totally Um, agree with that. I'm going to give this a second rope because we've seen them do this before and they kind of had the same match twice, just with less chaos. Yeah. It was more controlled in this particular particular juncture. Jericho, although he was putting, on, he put on a little more mass, put on a little more, a little more weight, if you will. Well, he, he at one point he was, he's less sloppier looking than he was before, right? Yeah. You know. Whereas with Kenny, his cardiovascular, um, played a big part in this matchup. When he came out, it looked like he cut his hair short. Yeah, he and did. it really was that it was tucked behind uh, yeah. the jacket. And I mean, he still came, he did the Sephiroth thing, which was his his uh, his trademark. Right. A lot of people was expecting for him to come out to the cleaner, um, entrance music, but you can't use that because that's New Japan's so that's besides the point I know I believe Kenny owns it I think he's just doing what the fuck he wants okay and this is another thing because another thing about um Kenny he's he's gonna end up becoming he's gonna get he's not gonna be as loved in this company as he is around the world you're doing there's a lot there's something happening with Kenny um you can see it visually you're doing a thousand knee strikes that you always do, but Kenny looks like. You ever see that person? And I'm going, and I'm I'm basing this off of a few things that were said on Reddit privately, but Kenny looks like he went for the payday, but not for the passion. Mm. And I think we get we're about to get, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think we're seeing 
I'm going to phone it in, even if it's on an elite level. And I think he's Kenny's going to phase more into the office than we are going to see well, him as a wrestler. Ken wants to focus on creative, and he wants to do things for other talent. That's what yeah, he wants. Yeah, but that's, also that's his main thing. His one of his main things about that is not only just doing for himself, but to focus more on everybody else. I'll put a link to the Reddit, and and you got you guys going to have to sign up for Reddit and do whatever. It was a big thing in there from someone very close in a circle. Mm-hmm. I'll just say. I don't think so. I think mm. he caught a great payday that didn't consist of him doing too much. And sometimes you can get the same payday going to the E. You're just going to have to do a little bit of work. And Kitty has had a very large career, mm-hmm. a very long-spanning career. I'm not saying he's winding down. I just think there's a, there's a different direction he's going in. And I don't think it's in bad business of the wrestling business, but I also don't think it's in good business of the wrestling business. Okay. Got a stable job. So he wrestled the match with a broken nose. And complete the match with a broken nose. A thousand wrestlers have done that. Right. So um, him and Jericho, they they did pretty good in this match. I'm going to give this one uh, bottom rope, you know, because I like the Mm. first encounter. When they when they fought at the Tokyo Dome, very ago. aggressive. Yeah. It was very aggressive. It was a very like it, it showed that yeah. I'm gonna keep it at second. That Omega works different styles and he can work with anybody. No, I'm gonna give it bottom rope. I'm, you want to know why? I'm because that, that's our two stars. So yeah, I'm gonna have to give it bottom. I gotta rope. give that bottom rope. I mean, because and it's not that I was expecting so much, but this is I knew. Like I said, the thing that got me amped to see that first match between the two of them. That excitement was already there, and, and it's going at the dome, and it's like, okay, you got to think of what do you do next to top the, the the return match. Even even this, and I don't even I, again, I don't even I, uh, not again saying this first and foremost. I don't even consider this a return match. I consider this a first of an AEW series of matches, right? Not even a series of match, a first of an AEW match, and I think. Kenny's job was just to hold the main event together mm-hmm. just so they can debut Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. John, John Moxley. Moxley. Um, I'm going to keep it real with you. I don't think John Moxley going to cut it in this company either. I think he came out on the hype. And you ever meet that person that even if you gave them everything they wanted, they're never happy? Mm-hmm. He cut, if, you, if A lot of people who watch Total Divas, the real John Moxley came out the way he ran up on people, the way he acted, the way they did. So reality TV does not lie. You can script but so much. But I think John Moxley, you could give him his favorite steak dinner. He goes, well, the meat was uh, a little red. He's the guy who says, well, bitch, you brought me a bed, but you didn't even bring me a fucking tabletop. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, he seems like he's a good human being. I just think he's never going to be happy. And I think, and also he's very, he lives in simplicity. And people who I believe live in simplicity, when it's time for them to go to work, they're looking for a challenge, but the challenge is in their head. And I think Dean has gotten more in his way than have gotten out his way. With that being said, I don't think the hype is there right now. Mm -hmm. He's going to wrestle in Japan. He's going to wrestle... Or at a few other place, uh, uh, at a few other indie shows, that they giving him freedom to do, which he's happy about. But the reality of, I don't think, I think it's gonna wind down for him very fast. By the end of this, for, by the end of the first physical TV year, we're gonna see the same Dean, same Dean Ambrose that we saw on a WWE product, and well, that's just my personal right. assessment. 
Well, I mean, for me, I wouldn't say I shit my pants, but I was excited to see um, John Moxley come out. I mean, he told us, you know, I a mean, month before he right, was going to be there. The it promo, was no shock. The promo, yeah. the promo did that if you read into it, and I thought I thought it was really badass that he was coming out there to do this, and I like the fact that he wasted Jericho, and I like the fact that he targeted Omega. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing this feud between yes. the between these two. And I'm also looking forward to seeing him and Juice Robinson at the uh, the finals of the Best of Super Juniors. Right. Juice Robinson is going to out-wrestle him. You know, and that's that's going to be a, a pretty dope match. Yeah. You know. Um, but but, that's I, but I liked it. it. I, I, liked, I liked um my overall rating for uh, Double or Nothing. I'm going to give it uh, second rope just on first effort. Outside of the mistakes and things that we've pointed out, I'm giving it second rope. Um. I don't want to be mean, but you only get one chance at a first impression. I'm gonna give you niggas an apron, but I know you're gonna grow. I'm, I can't. I want to say bottom rope. I want to say t- second rope, but my heart keeps saying, "You guys got about five hundred million in on this. Mm-hmm. You playing with Daddy's money?" And I don't think Daddy is. And I think Jim Cornette would agree, and a lot of other people agree. Daddy ain't happy. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And if that was my kid, he'll be in the back and I will be repeatedly punching him in the fucking face. Right. <laughs> I got you on that Or one. in the body. Put a shirt on. They don't need to see the bruises. Boop, boop. You know what I'm saying? But um, we thank you guys so much for listening to our late review of this podcast. Uh, Mark, we knocked it out of the park. This is Exactly. This one deserved the long span we gave it. Mm-hmm. The next episode, we're going to talk about um, Dean Ambrose and his uh, post-interview with, with with Chris Jericho. Well, it was a pre-interview, but a pre it was a pre-post-interview. No, post-WWE career. Right. Post-WWE career, that's what I mean. A post-WWE mm-hmm. career from him having a conversation, a free-form conversation with Chris Jericho. It wasn't as bashing, but it was pretty decent. Yeah, it, it he was... spoke what he felt, and I think he was right for speaking what he felt mm-hmm. and what he went through because you should not be silenced right. by another company because there it's in the fairness of interests of business and right. their stockhold. But I, um, but right now the game has changed. But we'll talk about that when we, we when we discuss in that episode. Um, John Moxley. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next episode.